Hi, Nene White here for the Big Picture Social Emotional Learning Podcast. This is going to be a short episode, but somehow I feel that I did not emphasize the point that I'm going to make in this episode. I didn't make it clearly enough in the last episode, so I just have to reemphasize it in this one about one essential suggestion from the book written by Gordon Newfield and Gabor Mate, upon which I focused in the last episode. And it has to do with strongly establishing ourselves, parents and or teachers, as the primary attachment relationship for the children in our lives, in our care. I feel the strong need to emphasize this for you because we must not assume, as parents, as teachers, could assume in the past that an easy natural bond between young ones and ourselves will endure no, no matter how solid our good intentions are, because there is way too much competition from the cultural chaos of our times. And you do not need me to point out the obvious. The chaos in this 2020 world of ours, with overstimulating input from all sides, is only ramping up. The book, uh, How to Hold On to Your Kids, as I told you in the previous episode, provides several practical, doable, and realistic suggestions. But just quickly, I want to share this, uh, re-emphasize this one from Chapter 14. Get in children's faces or spaces in a friendly way for the specific purpose of making good eye contact and evoking a smile, evoking a good feeling between the two of you. And this is so important, doing so with no agenda except one agenda, which is to build the relationship. Neufeld and Mate write, the primary goal in all our connections with children ought to be the relationship itself, not conduct or behavior corrections. Remember that little statistic I shared with you in the previous episode, the one about the research that points to the fact that between the ages of 11 and 17 months, the average toddler experiences a behavior correction every nine minutes. Those are not the times when the relationship is being built. Yes, yes, they may be very necessary, those corrections, or they may not. But that's a topic for another episode. What we need to clearly understand is that our children and students move past the adorable stages into more and more of their own natural tendencies, expressing more and more of their own personalities. And um, when they do that, I'm so sorry to say, we have had the unfortunate tendencies to start taking those relationships for granted. Why do we take the relationships for granted? Are we lazy? Are we selfish? Are we self-absorbed? Are we crazy? None of those blaming explanations help. I think it's more that we know, we know how much we love and care for the kids in our lives. And but now we have more of a sense that we must add more attention to overseeing their safety and their education. The thing is, when we de-emphasize the relationship and the importance of constantly nurturing the connection and the bond in constructive and happy ways, the results are disastrous. Disastrous is the word that they use in the book. So I really hope that you'll read the book because then you will see all the research that 
clearly highlights the fact that that word disastrous is actually quite appropriate here. Okay, here is one to-do that can be plugged in in many different times of the day for parents and for teachers to experiment with and make your own. As you listen to this, please be open to the fact that life is in the details. Life is made up of moments, made up of details. And we have to get back to honoring and valuing the details of our relationships with the children in our care. (laughs) With everyone, really, of course. Okay, greetings. You can take them for granted, or you, or we, I, or we can end each separation with gladness, with enthusiasm, and all of our attention. It doesn't have to take a long time, that resetting of your togetherness, but it does have to be fully present. No more taking for granted the relationship. After every night's sleep, in the morning, It's a new day. Good morning. Hello. How was your sleep? Of course, this is my personality, but what would your personality, how would it express that gladness to see that child? And if, and as a teacher, you see uh, uh, your students come in or you see them on the screen in your virtual classroom during COVID-19 isolation, you can acknowledge each student for one moment. How long is a moment? It can be one second, but if it's real, it makes a difference. And this is what we need to make a commitment and a contract with ourselves to do for the relationships, for everyone's progress, and just happiness. I know that this makes sense to you, and I think that, um, I hope that you will give it some time and uh, find a way to do it that makes feels real and right for you and your relationships. So, okay, I will let this one go, for now at least. Part of me wants to read the entire book to you, but instead I really hope you'll get your own copy if these last two episodes have made uh, really good sense to you. On another note, if, as a teacher, you'd like access to experience-based resources that have been shown to build teacher-student relationships and at the same time build students' social-emotional learning, and help to build healthy belonging amongst and between students, even during these COVID-19 stay-at-home times, though not limited to these isolation times, please let me know. My email address is ask at kidsownwisdom.com. I'll put this in the show notes. Okay, till next time, stay well. I hope to hear from you.